Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Wednesday, November 15th, National Clean Out the Fridge Day. Um, I think this is a good one for, for life, really. If you come back and there's a stinky fridge, there's really nothing worse in life. So you got to make sure you're on top of that. But, you know, we're here. It's reading break. Owen's on a little bit of a, a sabbatical. So what's up? How have you been doing the last couple of days? I've been good. So this week, last few days, I've uh, I've been talk. I talked with a few friends, two of whom are... Uh, expecting children in march oh and so Whoa. yeah and so i was i've just been thinking about sort of where i'm at in my life having a kid you know? maybe no 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 just like <laughs> it's sort of interesting you know you take a step back a little bit you know yeah so well, yeah that's what i've been doing is yeah. contemplating my life well, i don't resent you for that but you know everybody goes through that i think maybe once or twice a year. Do you go through that stuff, Alex? Or I feel like you would probably be the lowest chance of doing that. You're a pretty low key level headed type of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just kind of go about it day by day. So, I mean, you know, you think about it. I hate coaches what? speak Alex, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm doing the bell check right now. You know, it's just day by day. You know, you assess every day and, there, and you go on from there. <laughs> okay. That was a phenomenal non-answer. Adam, yeah. how are you doing? Uh, good. Oh, good. That was a great answer, too. I, Alex, <laughs> somehow you won the answer co a contest over Adam. The odds I wasn't about, asked a great question. Well, you, you could have taken that more... a lot of ways. It was open-ended. Okay. Um. I mean, yeah, that, that kind of stuff. I don't know. I'm not really in the same boat as Owen. That's just like, it's cool. Like, I'm happy for the people, but. It doesn't really make me look at my life any differently. It's just, you know, thing. Everyone's on their own road, so. You know, yeah. Yeah. On their own path. Mm -hmm. the, we can keep doing the cliches over in Alex Corner. It's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's Our, marching the beat of their own drum. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Fox exactly. Deep. You're the author of your own story. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Mm -hmm. Well... <laughs> Anyway, so much for cleaning out the fridge. We got a couple things to discuss. First of all, three of us went to the Seattle game this weekend, which was lots of fun. We can talk about that a little bit later, but that's why there wasn't a show previously. So we're going to try to do the helmets in a quick manner, if we can, make the obvious decisions. And I would like to give the leading hand to Owen because he actually saw the game. So, you know. Yeah. What do you think needs to change, first of all, from the games that you saw? Well, there's there's two that jump out at me, and they're things that I've sort of been disagreeing with for a few weeks now. The first of which is Tennessee is not a frisky team. They haven't been a frisky team at all this year. Maybe they've had frisky quarters, but they're not a frisky team. They're an unserious team. They have no legitimate shot at the playoffs, so I think they should be moved. They looked – I mean, I, I still think Will Levis has something. Like, I don't know if he has it, but there's there's something in there. Um, but the team just, I don't, I don't think there's enough talent around him to overcome some, some of the deficits on their team. So I would move them down. They didn't impress me. And then the other team that I think should have never left their position in elite is uh, San Francisco. I think San Francisco's 
been an elite team all year. They had a tough stretch, but uh, they got all their guys back, and Brock Purdy went back to doing what he does, and I think that's the team that they are, and so I'm expecting that to continue. So those were the two teams that I guess one really impressed me and one continued to disappoint me. Okay. I like those answers. I, I personally agree with both of those statements. Now, I do feel bad because I did jump on Tennessee. I originally was in your corner on that, and I think I got swayed by that Thursday night football game, unfortunately. But I agree that they should be unserious. Do you have any objections, Adam, or do you agree with those two statements? Yeah, I agree with uh, both of those statements. I think they're fair. Yeah, and I think this gives us a good chance to evaluate what we mean because elite teams I see as teams with a Super Bowl chance. And I know Cincinnati drops to Houston, but I don't feel lesser of Cincinnati coming out. I know if they lose on Thursday, which there's a high chance that they do, they're going to be five and five and they kind of have a tough road to the playoffs after that. But I still feel like they can win the Super Bowl just off those last few weeks of what I saw. I don't feel like that's worth a demotion. I don't know where you guys stand on that. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I think I was thinking a lot about the tiers this week. And I think last week, I think, or I think on to last year, our biggest win was probably Minnesota because every week, even as they were winning, we sort of had them pegged just right where they belonged, which was unserious. And I think sometimes we get away from that because week to week, there's so many, so much fluctuation in the NFL. It's easy to say, oh, this team lost to this team, which is way worse. So they must be bad. And so I think it's important to take a step back and look at sort of what you see on the field and sort of separate that from maybe the team's record or or the even, even sometimes, um, individual games so that's what i've tried to do this week yeah that'd be just yo-yoing i think if we uh you know put the Bengals down or anything like we know that this team can do something in the playoffs if they get there so no reason yeah. to put them down yeah and i think we'd be you know we say that would be yo-yoing them we we did put them in unserious for a short time we did put them in frisk for a short time they started in elite. We've done a lot of yo-yoing with them, so I think we need to stick to our position now and and hold strong on that, even though they did lose. The other team that lost there was uh, Baltimore. That one was a little weirder to me, but I still, you see those stats. They've only trailed for 21 minutes total through 10 games. They do have these weird losses, a sort of growing collection of them, but I think Adam believes that that's still the best team in the NFL, even though they lost that game. And I, I see some... I don't know if it's concerns, but these sort of late game problems with them are a little bit troubling to me. I don't know where you land on them because I know you still see them highly, but I, I have a tougher time putting them first over Philadelphia, who I've seen pull it out in these close games over and over again. And I know Baltimore has probably more impressive wins than Philadelphia does, but these late game things keep coming up with Baltimore. It gives me a little bit of pause. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not a big you know, like if if you really see how these late game things are happening, it's just I mean, I don't want to be that guy, but a lot of the time it's just like unfortunate and uh, they they're just kind of on a string of bad luck. And I don't want to like make excuses for them or anything. But to me, it's kind of like a reverse Steelers situation where they like play really well the whole game. And then like that pick six that's like batted into the air and somehow it turns into a pick six. That kind of thing doesn't really change my perception on this team. So uh, to me, to me, they're still, you know, top of the top. And I think Harbaugh was kind of saying after post game too that they might have taken their foot off the gas a little bit too, and that uh, you know they kind of let them creep back into the game. And obviously that combined with some unlucky plays um, obviously contributed to the loss. So um, I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't have any changes there either. 
I also think it speaks to like I think Cleveland's game plan changed in the second half and the way that they drew up plays and looks for Deshaun Watson was quite a bit different, which allowed them to be successful. Like in the first half, I, I, I don't know how many he missed quite a few throws down the field. And then the second half, they, they dialed up a lot of shorter throws and he's 14 for 14 for like 100 and something yards. I, I give Cleveland some credit there, too. Mm. To me, an easy change that I see needing to be made when I look at the helmets is Buffalo needs to be into the frisk zone. They were already sort of in the low tier of good. I and I like Denver. I was volleying for Denver to be in frisk two weeks ago. People will remember that. But you can't put the performances they've put on the field. And everybody's talking about Josh Allen these last couple of days. And I know Adam was the first guy on it saying, you know, Dak gets all the he's Mr. Turnover things. As everybody gets the narratives going for him. Why doesn't this start for Josh Allen? I think the last few days you've seen that starting. I think that you look at their schedule, they've got an uphill battle to make the playoffs at five and five. They really needed to win this game. And it would be really disingenuous to say that this team doesn't have major problems and i i really hate the Diggs brothers with a new fiery burning passion i hated him before now i'm on to trayvon i hate him too um but i'm all the way out on the bills and they're an easy frisk for me after that yeah i mean i guess i'll jump on that too i agree although uh like part of my i, I kind of want to take back part of that josh allen hate like i think i was a little too extreme on it i feel like there's you know, I guess this is kind of obvious, but there's a reason he's able to throw all those picks and, you know, still win and still be good. So there's some uh, give and take there. But uh, I agree they should be demoted to Frisk. And I almost feel like we watched two Frisk teams on that game. Yeah, well, I think that's right. I think we did watch two Frisky teams. I mean, with Denver looks like a completely new team. Like their defense looks actually quite good. Um, and Russ is having one of his better seasons in like even maybe the last few years. So I like the way he looks, I think they're certainly a frisky team. And I think they have an outside shot at the seven seed. Um, I don't think that's crazy to say at this point. Like, I like them over Buffalo to make the playoffs. Yeah, I'd say the same. It's tight in the AFC, though. It's going to be an uphill battle for a lot of those teams to get to the seven. So I'll just read this out. And if somebody sees something they don't like, just jump in with it. So elite. Now we're going to refine that out to Eagles, Chiefs, Ravens, Bengals, Niners. That sounds fine by me, given those five. The good zone is going to be Lions, Seahawks, Cowboys, Jaguars. I mean, we said we would discuss the Seahawks, so we kind of owe a discussion on the Seahawks. We said we would wait till we see them in uh, in person. I feel they're the lowest team in good. I don't think they're frisky, though. I think they're frisky the to me is like you lose games to bad teams. And I know it was a tight one against the commanders, but they still won. So that's a good football team to me still. Gino had a really bad first half, came around in the second. I don't want to just be too critical and just demoting teams all the time and stuff. Like, they got the win, and I think they're good. I, I was kind of throwing that out as <laughs> hoping for a little more. Like, I thought uh, in real life, they lo- they kind of confirmed to me that they're a good team. And, you know, I, I don't think the uh, scoreline, you know, as emotional as the game was, I don't really think that it reflected how the game actually went. It felt a little more one-sided to me than... Um, it actually was, but uh, that that was kind of just how I saw the game. <laughs> what more one sided? Commanders kind of dominated the first half. They got outgained by like two hundred yards. Yeah, yeah. They didn't really have any good big plays other than uh, 
God, the two big other players, than though. the three huge plays they had in the game. Yeah, what like they, they didn't they didn't play well other than like two big plays is what what I mean. No, I I yeah, we I were can't. not in the no, we weren't we watching, weren't watching the, same. the same thing. No, yeah, we, we might have not been. Yeah, we weren't watching the I, same thing. I was really I was actually pretty impressed with the commanders. I'm same. not gonna lie. Like Sam Howell is a good freaking quarterback. Can and sling it. Yeah, he can sling it. Um, he he stays in there, makes the throws. Thought he made good reads, and like I don't know, he, he looks like a pretty tough guy too. Like, um, so I I like I like him as a quarterback, honestly. And I think that at least for now, Washington doesn't have to worry about that position. But yeah, I thought I want to give like you. Sorry, you look, I did just say it before. You know, Washington's not a great team. I you watch them; they're actually a pretty decent team. So this was kind of a pretty good win for the Seahawks. Now that I think about it a little better. But how yeah. bad did uh, did uh, his line look? Not great. Not great. In my opinion. My thing is, Alex says he sees them as a good team, but Alex isn't being transparent enough when he says that because now all of a sudden he, and I don't want to speak for him, but sources are saying and rumors are swirling that a free agency yeah. agreement was reached between Alex and the Seahawks on Sunday. Over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's right. I can confirm that we did uh, come to an agreement over the weekend, specifically on Sunday. So yeah, as of now, I'm uh, I'm a Seahawks fan, so I'm proud to announce that. <laughs> so where does this leave the Raiders? Thanks, thanks, Owen. Um, so I I think I still think I have a soft spot for the Raiders, and honestly, like I can kind of make the rules myself because I don't really care. Um, they can kind of be my like AFC team, but like Seahawks are number one ranked. You know what I mean? Like I'm not oh, gonna be like. Just like cheered my heart out for the Raiders anymore. Um, fell in love with the city of Seattle. They did a great job taking me like everywhere and kind of the uh, the recruitment visit went very well. Also proud to announce that I'm a Huskies fan too. So nice. go dogs. Double commitment. Go dogs. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. So I'm happy to announce that. And then we've got, uh, yeah, it's nice just having two two football teams in one city. So yeah, that's kind of what also played into it. Okay. Yeah, this could be like a uh, like a Deion Sanders children ranking almost, where it's just sort mm. of constantly updated. All of a sudden, he could pop up as a Jags fan next week. All of a sudden, if they start, yeah, you know, yeah, just a bit, win a couple games. Exactly. I had a bit of a hard time in the in the team store. Almost missed kickoff, but hey, um, but I did get a hat to show my fandom. So there we go. Good. Good. I'm happy that you get to represent your new squad. I just wanted to make sure that you know we were being transparent there and. Yeah, ranking them as a good team. You are saying that about your your favorite team. Some would say my Seahawks, my guys, my we we uh, we we are a good team. Yeah, us. Good. good. I'm happy that we were able to you know make that easy for everybody. The Frisk Zone. The only one I see in there that is maybe an upgrade. And I love the Vikings. You could also make a case for the Vikings all of a sudden, but the Texans are maybe a oh, good yeah. side. I would I would consider a promotion for them. Owen seems to agree. I mean, they're going to be, they're going to win the division. So I think they're a great football team. 350 yard passer, 150 yard rusher, 150 yard receiver. Stroud could win MVP. He has like legit receivers. The defense looked serviceable. Like they got some good rushers, pass rushers. Like, yeah, they, they have to be good. Yeah, I agree. And especially when you're looking out at the schedule, I wouldn't call it easy, but. Um, I'd say it's a it's a pretty good schedule for them um, down the stretch here with the last couple of games. So I'm expecting them to win a majority of those games down the stretch. So um, might as well put them into good now if they're just going to keep winning most of their games. I'm in. 
So that leaves the Frisk Zone as Buffalo, Miami, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, and the Broncos. So that works out nicely. And on serious, the only teams that I think you could maybe make a case for, you got the Colts, the uh, the Saints, the Chargers, and I guess you could make a case for Washington. To me, those are all fine. I think the Colts and Washington are, are the Spider-Man, but Adam, do you have anything you want to see there? I mean, I, I, I don't agree with you on the Colts. I, I wouldn't kind of say they're Spider-Man with Washington. I, I think they're a little worse. Um, I don't really understand how they're 5-5. Five and five. I think the record is uh, very confusing. But otherwise, I, I think it's good. If we're going to talk, uh, we should probably promote the Raiders from poverty. He, a little side piece action right now. Well, yeah, yeah, I told you guys, number two. Five and five, they're probably not poverty. And then not to be a record guy, but yeah, they probably belong with Owens New York Jets, who suffered another heat defeat back-to-back after he's been lobbying for the promotion. Are we, are we ready to give up that dream? Yeah, until Aaron Rodgers comes back, I think. It's safe to see they're 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 a nice little spot. Okay, good. I love until we'll be waiting until next <laughs> August. Um, the 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 only other thing I I would uh want to throw out there is that we've never been more right about something, and specifically, Alex Owen and Adam have never been more right because I was ready to bail. I was I was signaling down help ships last week after the fifty eight yards that Arizona put up against Cleveland, but. They played hard, people lobbied, and they are textbook unserious. Kyler Murray's back, and I think we, you guys specifically, deserve a pat on the back. So nice, nicely done, everybody. Of course, textbook unserious compliment mm-hmm. mode. Yes. It's really good that we were right about that, and we were lobbying hard, and we knew this day would come. Yeah, and I mean, the boys were watching uh, Kyler Murray highlights in the hotel um, after the Seattle game, and we were like pretty impressed, and we were all kind of showing our love sharing our love about kyler um Mm. and it's actually really good to see him back out on the football field just because he missed so much time you kind of forget about him and he's just just watching him is so awesome like the oversized helmet the legs just running really fast and it's great so uh, we were kind of hating on him i feel like maybe while he was away but i'm kind of back in on kyler oh i'm all the way back in i was thinking because there's a lot of talk about they might trade him and try and get caleb williams I think he's so much better than Caleb Williams. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't trade him for anybody in that draft. I, I like that take. I think he's going to play them out of that spot so they won't have to worry about that. Maybe they could get him Marvin Harrison. That would be exciting. All, you know, the really difficult thing, and it, it's credit to Colin Cowherd for bringing this up first, but the Bears, you know, they're out of the Caleb Williams, Drake May business now that they've piled up these wins. So you just, you hate to see that happen. And uh you know, I hope that they can figure out that this was the wrong decision. But it's not like they have another first round pick coming in. So as the graphic is being shown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Picture that graphic popping up as I said that. Um, anyway, let's do week eleven picks. Last week, three and two. Lovely, lovely three and two. We lost Seattle and we lost Chicago. Um, which, you know, we let we picked with our heart when we picked Seattle, and that was you know, a mistake. But the other three we used our head and we did a good job. Did Owen tail the show and pick Washington? Yes, he did. Did he throw out, we should lock the chargers and then pick the lions? Yes, he did. Now that's technically not a violation, but I feel like I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't get comment on those two issues. Right. So I I sort of told Adam this, um, but the last two weeks I have made sort of had done the show, made my, my, made my picks, but I haven't entered it into the app. 
And so what happens is Thursday night, um, I'll, I guess this week specifically, I was walking home from school and it was probably 5.30. And I was like, oh, shoot, like I, I got to get a pick in before the game. But the, the app doesn't let you choose just the Thursday night. You have to choose the whole slate. So I went, picked, you know, the Bears. And then I went down and I sort of just quickly picked everything just based off sort of feel. Um, and then with the with the plan of going back to it Saturday morning or Saturday or but sometime before Sunday. I'll accept that excuse. That's fine. I you know, we'll we'll he, we might need to get an Alex mode policy where we see the phone after every discussion just to confirm. <laughs> then again, that wasn't a policy that we made. It was just an Alex handcrafted idea just to make that very clear. But well, I just wanted to be more accountable with myself, so I set a goal. Good. Yeah. Good. That's what yeah. it's all about right there. And my autonomy pick of the Raiders did come through. I did. I Save just, my season. I have to toot my own horn. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad that I could be of service. And uh, I'm, I'm happy that I could help out in some way and keep my streak at a powerful length. Uh, this week, good prime times. We're 29 and 21 on the season. Let's start Thursday night. Bengals at Ravens. Ravens minus three and a half. They're wearing the all black. They made a pretty incredible hype video. I know Adam saw it and it really made me want to take the Ravens, but I'm okay with either side here. So Adam, what do you like? I, I feel like I, I might've tipped my hand a little bit, but I, I do really like the Ravens. I like when I, when I first saw it, the three and a half really scared me because you know, this has the makings of a tight divisional Thursday night, whatever game. Um, but I feel like this is kind of one of those where I have to man up a little bit and absorb the half point and just take the team that I think is uh better, and that's the Ravens. So for me, it's the pick. Um, but I, I'm not uh super against it just because you do get that extra half point with the Bengals, which I think might be big here. I don't want the Texans loss to take anything away from the Bengals. Like they lost to the Texans, the Texans are pretty decent team so like i've been saying divisional game i still think the bengals are a good team um nothing changes i think you know burrow's gonna get up for this kind of a game playing against lamar um and yeah I, i'm gonna side with the bengals here just think back to the the playoff game that these two teams played last year um and the bengals barely squeaked out a win against tyler huntley i think these teams are, are much more evenly matched um and with that being said, I do really like the way the Ravens are playing. I think they're better than the game last week might have indicated. Um, so I like them to win, cover, and uh, end the Bengals' playoff hopes. I don't know about ending, but it is kind of a must-win. You can't get to five and five, really. Yeah, I I don't want to feel like I'm disrespecting Cincinnati or anything here, but I just because I, I know it's a must-win for them. They're probably going to have to bring it all out on the field because it. Five and five is a big, big hole for them. I agree. And that's also one of the reasons I'd want to take them. Who did you say, Adam? You like the Bengals? Ravens. Ravens. Sorry, Alex. Yeah. Can we see the Ravens on your phone? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Guy, you can take them. Uh, I don't like this rule. <laughs> no, it's raw. It's raw. Trust me, it's raw. Because look, this is what I had. <laughs> I had I had already picked. I don't like being responsible for other people's picks. Good. There's there the switch right there. Good. I'm happy. I'm happy that we made that because I, you know, I just wanted to, it wasn't disrespect. I just wanted to be sure anyway. And I mean, we're 29 and 21, like you said. So yeah, it's okay. More often than not, we're given good advice. We're to eight games over 500 Vikings at Broncos. 
Last time these teams played, Adam and I were actually there, 2019. These teams seldom play. Broncos, minus two and a half. All of a sudden, an interesting game. All you know, Who would have thought a few weeks ago that this game would be so interesting? A couple frisk teams going at it. So what do you like here, Owen? Let's start with you. Love the Broncos. You know, Josh Dobbs is a great story. Also, I mean, I really enjoy the Vikings as a team this year. Um, but I think you're giving me two points here. I just like the way the Broncos have been playing. I like the what I've seen from Russ. I think their defense looks to be probably, you know, closer to maybe top 15 than what it was at the start of the year. Just everything to me to, says uh, says Denver. I, I don't think it's a tough one. I love the Broncos. I think they're way better. I kind of like the Vikes, but I'm not against Denver. Denver's been hot, but I feel like Minnesota that haven't won, what is it now, five in a row? Five in a row, man. I do like Denver though. It feels like I'm picking between children here and not and not Deion Sanders mode because I've been, you know, rocking with these guys. I've been avid avid on both of their promotions. So I, I don't want to pick. I'll let you but but if I had to lean, I like Minnesota. A little I feel more. like I just feel like Minnesota is, is a little more of a like a fake. Like I don't think Josh Dobbs is actually realistically like a top you know, top quarterback in the league. I don't think he actually is. I think it's like partially voodoo. And I truthfully believe the Broncos are like kind of a good team. So that's kind of where I stand here. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, five wins in a row in the NFL is really impressive. But they beat the Chiefs, came off a bye and, you know, beat the Bills at home or uh, away on the road, which is really impressive. And, you know, they get the Vikings here at home. So um this is probably the hardest defense that uh you know Josh Dobbs is going to go up against in his short uh Vikings career here so in in Denver so I think I would lean against, uh, Broncos here actually that's fine I'm good to do that too I think Adam said Russ is all the way back which it looked like he was in the first half but I'm you know to me it's a little bit like He's he's probably about 70% there. Like, I don't know so, if I said he's all the way back. Yeah, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but you you know, I know you've been you've been rocking with him a little bit he heavy lately. He did. Yeah. But I still see those sometimes plays where he just, you know, he tries to escape the pocket and roll out and he just doesn't have the legs anymore. But I I am worried about that against a pretty good Vikings front, but I I do I will take Denver. That's let's rock with it. I like it. At home. Monday night Super Bowl rematch, Eagles, Chiefs, Chiefs at home, minus two and a half, reigning champs, both off by. So no real wow. advantage there. It's gonna be a well played game. I this might be the game of the year. I almost don't even want to make a pick because this game is so freaking good. If that <laughs> even like probably doesn't make sense, but I mean I just kind of wanted to announce that I uh indeed will be picking the Chiefs in this game like Andy Reid off a bye at home Mahomes off a bye at home um it's just not something I would like to bet against and Andy Reid off a bye is is a little different than any other coach off a bye so it's just it's not something I'm willing to pick against especially with the spread uh not even being three I just don't want to be picking against that is this a threat it's not a threat I'm just letting you know what I will be picking I think that's a, I think that's a threat. I think that's a threat. It is a threat. It's not a threat. 
I'm not if I do the make me see your phone type type like grade four type beat, I think I'm gonna see a little red emblem. To be honest, oh, yeah, the guy I'm, that was I'm, giving me the I'm most you flack out of that you will be seeing the Chiefs in my picks. I'm just letting yeah, you know. Okay, but the guy that was giving me the most flack was you, dude. For I mean, not picking with the show. Like I've sure. kind of been Oh, here we go. Yep. Oh, he Adam's right. Adam show. I'm, I'm Adam not, show. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything else. <laughs> But he is still threatening us. He hasn't withdrawn the threat. I would like you to withdraw the threat, please. He's 27 and four off a bye. But we still might pick the Chiefs, but I need you to withdraw the threat. There was no threat placed. Heat, he's holding us hostage. Wow. All right, boys. Then, I mean, we can just. We could just move on to the next game. Because. No, no, no. Let's discuss it. Well, what's there to say? I'm being held at gunpoint to take the Chiefs here, metaphorically. I'm not making any of you pick anything. But I do want to turn in a matching paper. Yeah, that's what we need. See, at at this point, I want accuracy between the four of us more than I want my picks to be right. I want everybody to be in solidarity. Okay, so someone someone make the case for the Eagles then. Because I can't. I literally can't. I mean, you think the Chiefs have looked good? The last like three or four weeks, I don't, I don't think, I don't think the Eagles that. do. Really? really, I mean, outside of that Jets game, I think they look great. I don't think there's anything that suggests to me they're not playing great. I would they say do have the same the... about the Chiefs. They just beat the. I mean, they've had the hardest, one of the hardest schedules in the NFL, and they've they're what like eight and one, seven and two, yeah, eight and one. Yeah, like you guys know, I haven't been on the Chiefs much this year, but I got to be honest, I really, I have a strong distaste for Nick Sirianni. He really upsets me as a as a coach and as I just he's so bombastic down there. I want him to lose. Mm. I really do. So I've been kind of anti-Chiefs, but I'm seeing Adam's point about off a bye, and you know, they're gonna be motivated for this one. But at I'm home. with at home, but I'm also with Owen in that they have, you know, they haven't really shown me anything that resembles last year's run, even though they're seven and two. And I'll also say that, you know, not to make this Kelsey thing a big deal, but I said this to you guys the other day. Do you really think his teammates are like, oh, sick, like this guy's in Argentina? Like, don't you think it would bother yeah. some of them that this guy's not even pr- trying to put in any effort? I get it's a bye week and stuff, but he's such a sideshow that I think it would, you know, upset at least one or two guys in there and maybe more. I guess I said this to you privately, but I don't think they care. I can't. I think they that. some of them do, and if they don't, they maybe they should because he had a terrible game last game. I would say I would be inclined to all else being equal, take the Chiefs, but uh, just because of Adams' uh, threat threatening behavior, I'm I'm really leaning towards the Eagles. It's like a don't touch it sign, right? Yeah, like a retaliation. Now I really want to pick the Eagles just because like the threats that have been issued today yeah so should you know there's three of us that are somewhat interested in that idea and would now be a good time to discuss laws for punishment if somebody were not to enter in the pick i think it what we can do is if they don't enter in the pick and get it wrong there should be a it's like a just like a double punishment like you're betting if you're gonna like bet against the show there's got to be some like extra risk mm, if you get yeah. it wrong Okay, well, Adam, you want to decide what your punishment would be? Yeah. Do you have any input here? Want to help us out? <laughs> he just doesn't want to comment. Okay. All right. I'll, um, Eagles, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. Sure. Eagles, it'll be. No, I do. I do like the Chiefs. I lean to the Chiefs. If I'm being honest, right hand, 
I, I lean to the Chiefs, so I'm okay to take the Chiefs. I also just can't press the Eagles. I just hate them. And I'm one in seven picking Eagles games, so maybe my word is uh, not great, but I just don't like the Eagles hmm. as people, especially Nick. Actually, you know what the punishment is? If you go against the show and you get it wrong, I guess, is if that's the criteria, you just don't get a vote next week for picks at all. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's at a good all. one. You're just muted, so you can just like leave that segment then. But oh, then you have to choose everything. Yes. But then, choose, right? Yeah, choose. But then what happens if I just don't? Well, then you're just you just you're not a part of picks that next week and you just keep excluding yourself from picks. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm making the call to Caleb. I'm going to the bullpen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your voice just won't be like we'll mute you on picks, and then once picks is over, you, you can get back into the show. Well, not, you can... this isn't just for Adam, it's just for anybody. For everybody. Well, I like thought me Phil, getting out like in Phil, front of it would be better Phil than does doing it, the Owen and just you know, not picking it like five or six times. Okay, I know, but I now we five have... Per, hold on, hold on. Who did this five or six times? You've definitely you done two it times? more than two times. I've You've just only been caught twice. Two times. I've done it a few times too, but now that Same. we have actual... And like, I haven't. Now that we have true. actual rules. Okay, but that's... Still, Adam is such a capper. He's such a liar. He did He did. That. He chose the Saints and they lost by 40 points to the Jags. Yeah, that was... Boring. And it wasn't even for a good reason. That was the most embarrassing... <laughs> against the show well, that was that was for a good this. reason i announced that one on the show i said if trevor <laughs> no brother you did you. not announce it stop <laughs> oh you can stop play the tapes it. stop okay it. so it's stop. only if you they can play lose. the tapes i said stop it on the show they... if trevor lawrence isn't stop. healthy I, I like the same and he was 100 percent healthy played the entire the game and had a great had. game right yeah, the info you heard you got from twitter while he was on the field throwing and warm-ups yeah right yeah yeah okay here's my suggestion you go against not only do well you go against you give your lock or one of your picks that you like the other three get to decide which one and they just immediately get to flip it if you make good enough reason we'll just flip it on you ha then you have to go against that i like that that's going to be the system i think i think you dock one pick and you don't know which one it's going to be so if it's a mystery until the end and you throw your lock that you love and all of a sudden we're on the other side we're on the other side so that's fine so you can tail us but I think we're going to go with the Eagles. I think the three of us are going to line up and go with the birds. Is that what we're doing? I think I think AJ Brown is going to go in there and and light uh, Arrowhead on fire and tear the place down. Yeah, let's oh. go Eagles. Love that. All right. So that's Eagles. That's Broncos, and that's Baltimore. Locks. Adam, you go first. Let's hear your lock. Uh, can I pick the Chiefs? We're already picking that game, aren't we? Yeah, it's over. Yeah, that one's that, sealed that's up. A good point. Well, Adam, um, just get your head in the game here, guy. Like, just been going against showing. us on everything. Like, holy. Okay, this well, is sad. I will just uh, go back to the gift that keeps on giving and um, suggest the Cowboys. I just, yeah, I don't, the big spread isn't a, uh, is not a big issue. They usually, you know, take care of these uh, not so great teams. Um, I don't think there's any reason to be scared of taking them here. I like that pick. I do like it too, it, but it does also kind of worry me because I feel like it should be bigger. Like I, I when I was expect, I was expecting like fifteen and a half, but Vegas yeah. somehow likes this Panthers team, even though they're probably just atrocious against the spread. Yeah, I think, uh, I think part of it is the Cowboys' stats on the road versus at home, but I don't know how much of that is actually, um, like because they truly play better at home, and how much is actually just like you know. They've 
you know, like they lost the away games. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they actually play better at home or if it just happens to be that they win, have won their games at home. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. But I think that's probably the reason because their stats are way better at home. In this one, I don't think it even matters. I agree with you. I think Micah Parsons will haunt Bryce Young day and night for the next six days. So I'm not that worried about that one. I like that one quite a bit, but we can hear these other ones first and then decide. Alex? Honestly, I don't love the board. But it's my job to come on here on the podcast and make picks. Um, so you know what? Let's go with the commanders minus nine and a half. Um, I was really impressed with the performance, and I think the Giants are so bad, so 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 bad. Um, that honestly, any team could can put up points against this this Giants team. Um, these guys are tanking, but the commanders are pretty good, so. I love that that pick. I do like it too. I'll be honest, because I'm so anti Devito. But Adam was making a really concerned face throughout that. Yeah, it, it just kind of goes against a lot of my personal betting philosophies. Um, like they've already played once, and it was pretty close. And it's the second time these guys play in the same season. And the Giants also just came off a really embarrassing loss. Like I know it's kind of a joke team because they're the Giants, but, um the odds of this also being a, a very embarrassing loss i just i don't I think, feel very strongly that it'll happen to the point that i would uh say it's one of my locks but i'm not saying it's a bad pick like i'll probably end up on the commanders i just don't feel that strongly about it i don't think it's a joke team because they're the giants i think it's a joke team because they're starting tommy devito probably yeah yeah and i think they're tanking i think that they're yeah. giving up like they're going to wave the white flag. I saw, I don't know if you guys saw Evan Neal trying to get out and block literally Saquon as he was running the ball. He just hit the, he turned the corner and tried to block the running back who had the ball. So it was electrifying stuff. So I'm all, all the way out on the giants and you guys being anti day ball to balance me out ended up being so correct. So I, I like that too, two for two so far. I like the chargers minus three and a half at green Bay. I think I have the Chargers read pretty well. This is a classic game that they will win by like 20 points. Jordan Love against a bad defense doesn't even matter because Jordan Love and his receivers are so bad. I saw that thing about Jaden Reed leading the receivers at at his uh, locker after the loss to Pittsburgh. Uh, Who cares? These Jaden Reed. So I'm all the way out on the Packers. And I think the Chargers, you know, this is what they do. They like to flutter around 500, give their fans some fake hope, win this game by a lot, and then lose the next time they play a non-poverty. So I like the Chargers. I like the Chargers too. Uh, I'm gonna. I like a lot of favorites this week. I like the Texans. I watched a lot of the Cardinals game on Sunday, and um, they didn't really impress me a ton outside of that the last drive and a few other moments. I just think the the, the Falcons are really really bad, um, and I think the Texans are quite a bit better. So I think the Texans will win by more than four. I like all these picks. I'm not going to lie. We have a lot of favorites. <laughs> well, this is around the time the favorites start cleaning up. No, they usually finish strong, right? I guess I we're don't in, have any numbers on that. I guess we're Maybe. in mid-season. It's not exactly, you know, New Year's Day. Still low, but time, time they start, you know. Yeah, it's about time. About I time. don't even I don't even know that they've been doing worse than underdogs this year. I really know nothing. I'm just going off pure feel of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I personally my favorite is Dallas uh, outside of my own? I would I would take Dallas, but I like everybody's pick, so I'm okay with whatever happens. But 
Oh, and give I a like Dallas it, too. Okay. I do too. I like I do too. I will be putting all these picks on my sheet, by the way. I Me like too. all of them. Me too. I like every single thing we've done here. No pressure out them. Outside of that. So we're taking Dallas, right? Dallas is yep. on the on the board. Yeah. Okay. So that leaves us with Houston, with Chargers, and the Commanders. So Adam, would you have a preference there? Houston Chargers. I think I like Houston the most out of those. I think um they're the team that I can kind of trust the most. Like I, I like your philosophy on the Chargers, but um it's also very possible that the Chargers randomly lose this and then they win their next two by fifty. Like that team is just kind of hard to read and going into Green Bay is never an easy thing to do, even against a bad team. So I think I think Houston is just the one I can trust the most to get it done. I'm down with that too. Okay. Let's do it then. Houston and the Cowboys. Well, Texas. Tex- Texas week. Yeah, yeah. Texas oh. week. We've had NFC East week. We've had a lot of weeks. This week is Texas week. So I'm all about that. So we're going to go with, in total, Houston minus four and a half, Dallas minus 10 and a half, Baltimore minus three and a half, Denver minus two and a half, Eagles plus two and a half. So Adam, if you were worried about a lot of favorites, uh, the Eagles meet the underdog quota. Just just throwing it out there as a possibility for something you might want to consider on your paper. But anyway, we know the consequences, if not. Um, looking forward to that. It should be a good, good week of games. I'm really looking forward to getting back on the couch and watch them. Obviously we were out this weekend. I, you know, we don't have to discuss it too much. Oh, and I know you were watching that game. I would say just in my personal opinion, after seeing one game, exactly one game, um, this Penix hype, I don't know. It wasn't exactly the cleanest performance in the performance I was expecting. I know you're a big fan, but I, uh, I don't know. I wasn't seeing a, a shining can't miss prospect. I'm it not was windy. It, it was cold and it was a little windy. Yeah, but I still wasn't loving what I was seeing. Yeah, I just got bits and pieces of the game, but I heard he didn't play that good. I still I still like him just because I just like the team. They, they, they beat everybody. Yeah, they do have a couple beasts out there, but you know, it doesn't look like he's going to win the Heisman anymore. It seems like Bo Nix is going to win it, which, I mean, Bo Nix has got to be like 26 years old. That's kind of wild that he's getting the Heisman. He's transferred like five times. He's oh, he, our age. Yeah, I got it. What just... about the guy at LSU? Oh, Jalen Daniels? Yes, Jaden Daniels. Jalen Daniels. Yeah, is it Jaden or Jalen? Jaden? I think it might be Jaden, but I don't know. Let me check. I think they want to give it to Bo Nix, though, because like last last year of uh, college eligibility, I think Jaden Daniels is like, is he even like maybe his second year? He's 22. He his first I think year he's year. They're he's the same senior. age. He started he, for, he threw passes to IU at Arizona State. Wow. Holy heater. That's, it makes him sound so old. They're both yeah. the same age. Who started at Arizona State? IU <laughs> and Daniels. Jaden Daniels. Wow. What is this guy like 26? Like he's 22. 22. He's that younger, 22. So he's 2000 born. 2000. Yeah, yeah, right again. Yeah. So weird. Dude, Alex thought this guy was like just fresh out of high school. Yeah, dude. I thought he was like sick. a freshman, bro. And who's the other uh, guy? Jordan oh, Travis. This is. Oh, yeah. He's been there for a while. You know, he's up there. This is yeah. why we don't. He's do also the football. same age. This is this is brutal radio. I'm just on birthday. But okay, can I say though, <laughs> Michael Penix, like he has Rome Dunze, Rome Dunze out there. 
He's like <laughs> Oromo Dunze is like eight. Penix is also the same age, by the way. They're all born two thousand. All of these guys. No, I knew that. That I knew. That's not that much of a shocker. But because we, I heard about Penix like last year too. But yeah, Roma Dunze is raw, so he just kind of throws it within his vicinity, and it's like, yeah, it's touchdown. What's how yeah. do you spell that name? Roma Dunze. Yeah, Rome... dude, he's gonna be like a top fifteen pick this year. Yeah, he's pretty see. disgusting. I can't lie. The, the he's thing gonna about, be yeah, like lottery. The thing about um Penix, I'll say, is that you know he's got sort of a uh, I I you know we liked him leading the team on the sideline. We all noticed that. Um, yeah, it was sick. He does like to try to keep the ball away from the defenders. Like I could see what he's trying to do, but sometimes he just lets go of a couple where you're like, wow, where was that going? And I'm not a scout, right? Like I, I wish I could look at it and be like, oh, you could teach a guy that I, I don't know if you could teach a guy to be more accurate with the football that consistently. I have no idea, but I would, you know, I would like to see him get drafted maybe by the Seahawks, a little hometown thing for Alex, like a feeder system, but you know. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. just my impressions after one game of them. So I just wanted to make sure that was on the record. Otherwise, pretty solid time. Um, we got to see the Oilers or the, you know, the, uh, the biggest story in, uh, in Canada right now, we got to go check it out live and in person. Um, do you want to talk about it? I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? You had, you said that you wanted to kind of un- unload on the pod. Yeah, I can. Cause I have people asking me what I think and I don't, you know, I don't want to do this all over text, but if I'm going to be honest, I'm uh, I'm out. I'm all the way out. I uh, Eat. I don't think they're going to win in the next three years. And I think these boys are going to bounce. And then I think we're just going to be a joke because I uh, I'm just all the way out. And I, I think it's partially their fault. I don't think they're serious about this whole thing. Like if you see the the fact that they get up there and they're so spooked about this happening. Like they didn't think this was possible. Like they didn't think that they put their coach in jeopardy by their performance and their effort. Yeah, that was a lot of lying. Like I, I, that's just baffling to me. The fact that they went up there and they were acting like, "Oh my goodness!" Like we didn't see this coming. We're so surprised. Like you guys put them right in the line of fire because you guys aren't doing your job. You're not producing. I get everybody goes through slumps, but they're also acting like if they didn't speak up and say we don't want this coach replaced, that he would have been replaced. They, they have as much control over that as anybody else. And I know they don't want to enact that over and over again, but they have the say if they, if that's what they wanted and that, and it, that's what would have happened. And their effort has put this team in this position because they're as responsible as anybody else. And I'm not, I'm not sitting here and saying that, that, you know, they, they haven't, they're not going to turn this around and make the playoffs. That's definitely possible, but they don't seem to lead this team in a proper way. Like, to me, and I, somebody else can talk after this. I don't mean to just ramble and make it a monologue, but Woodcroft Phil going show. up there. Yeah, yeah, literally the Phil show. Woodcroft going up there after the game against Seattle and saying, I want to praise the secondary leadership when he knows he's getting fired after the game is him just saying, these are the guys that stuck up for me. I like Nuge. I like Kane. I like Hyman. I like Nurse. Those guys have my back. Those guys tried tonight. Those other two, they didn't take shots on goal. Like they're not even that, putting that, that's in heat, effort. Yeah, yeah. So to me, they can spin this narrative all they want, and whatever people can continue to buy their ninety sevens and their twenty nines. I'm all the way out. I'm I'm all the way out. I like those other guys. These guys, I I don't have much respect for at this point. And you know, obviously they're great players, and I still hope that they do well. But I don't think of them as highly as I did. I'll say that. 
What are you going to do with 29 though? Like three weeks ago, which is heat. But. Yeah. 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 Heat. Very heat. That one was heat. I, I wish that was an 18 or I wish it was, you know, $250 Canadian that was still in my pocket. Yes. <laughs> are you going to put them in the closet for now or, or what's going to happen to them? Yeah. We're going, Alex and I are going tomorrow uh, to uh-huh. the game tonight from when people are hearing this and I'll be wearing my 18. So if oh. anybody sees me out there, maybe my 93, I don't know. I will not be wearing my 29 or my 97. And I encourage people to do the same. This is a show of solidarity to me. I do want to say, like, it is concerning for me, at least, that guys like Dreisaitl and McDavid, like, obviously, like, the the best players in the NHL. But I don't know. I I don't see that happening from a Taves, you know, a prime Taves or prime Crosby or Kopitar. Like, you just name some of those guys. I don't really see them, like, giving up on the team and giving up on the coach and like purposely sabotaging the coach by, like you said, not having a shot on net. McDavid and Dreisaitl can beat the San Jose Sharks if they want to by themselves. They didn't have to lose that game. I, I truly believe that. Um, and the Oilers should be 500. I texted Phil today. The Oilers should be at least 500 without a coach behind the bench. Just given the players that McDavid and Dreisaitl. Like, I don't care. And everyone's like, well, you good you, too. You yeah, and the rest of the team's good too. And everyone's like, oh, well, you know, the goalie and the defense and don't don't blame McDavid. Don't blame Dre. Like, yeah, blame them because you guys are the best players on this team. You need to show up. And we say this in the playoffs kind of, and I'm saying this in the regular season, your best players kind of have to show up. They have to lead and they kind of haven't been doing that now. I mean, Dre saw out a pretty big game yesterday against the, against the Islanders, but um, it's disappointing to see that from your leadership group this early on in the season. And, and then they go up there and, and like you said, they, they kind of lie to everyone in their face. Oh, we didn't see it coming. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You totally saw this coming. You can't say that with a straight face. Like you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. And I, I I got it. You know, my thing, and I've always said this, I think Ken Holland, he gets way too much flack. I think he's a very good manager. I think, People, his mistakes are in bright lights and people love to point at them because it's easy to do that. But this is the same guy who took a gamble on Kane, who hired Woodcroft, who signed Nuge to eight by five, who got Hyman and everybody said that was a bad contract, who got Ekholm at the deadline when that was the best trade anybody made last year. I think he's done a lot more good things than bad. I love, I think people tend to blame things on him and I don't think he's making decisions anymore. I don't, I don't think that's possible. I think the owner is so focused on keeping McDavid with the Oilers because as long as they have McDavid, they have money. He hires McDavid's agent to run the team. And that's a bad decision because it's going to drive him further away than, than it is to bring him in. All he wants, I think really is a team that actually, you know, has a plan and, and puts a winning product on the ice. doesn't matter if they win, if they're in the playoffs every year, I don't see him leaving. The fact that they're like, Let's make him comfortable and surround him with his people. And I don't, you know, I don't think he went to them and said, hire my junior coach. I think that they think somehow that they're going to make him more comfortable and make him want to stay. I don't, I think that's backwards to the, to the whole premise. I think that they should just hire the best people instead of insulating. But the owner is so afraid of losing him because look at what's happened in these other Canadian cities. Winnipeg can't sell out a 14,000 seat arena. Calgary is a joke. Their st- tickets are like a dollar. Um, if we don't have McDavid, that's going to be our situation. So I think that they've done 
a couple very questionable things. And then again, this coach could be great. Like I don't, I don't know that much about him. Um, but I just think they've completely climbed up the wrong tree here. Yeah, I think Canadian teams are a little crazy when it comes to trying to do anything to kind of make money. And the Oilers are doing it in their weird way. And the Flames have been doing it in their weird way, like just refusing to rebuild and signing guys to really long-term extensions. You have the Oilers like overthinking every possible thing with McDavid. Like I think when everything was probably okay, especially with given how last year went, I think everything was fine. And then I don't know just what happened if the owner just started overthinking things or they got some sort of weird intel that might have not been true. And now they're, tearing everything down just to make McDavid happy. Um, Toronto's always, it's just these Canadian teams, man. I don't know. It's just the way they're ran is is pretty questionable. And everyone's really scared to, to, you know, not make money essentially. And then they'll do these weird things um, to try and make money. And then it's actually just the opposite. So like, I know speaking for Calgary, I think a lot of fans would welcome a rebuild and would, be going to more games i think if they like you know injected the youth sold some of their players like it'd be better instead of the product that they're getting now um but yeah i don't know i just feel like some of these owners don't have an actual feel for like the community the fans what they want and it's pretty it's pretty tough to see i think you're generous to it seems like you're generous to holland like uh, i think you probably know well you definitely know a lot more than i do but like the fact that they haven't got a goalie in like years, to me, it's like I would put that in an inexcusable category. The goalies don't really get traded that often, though, if I'm being honest. Like typically, you're really just getting a goalie out of free agency. Like John Gibson, who is, I mean, he, at this point, he's pretty mediocre, has been on the trade like talk for like five years and they haven't been able to move him. Well, um, I think. The, and then the, when you do have a prime goalie, like I thought the sorrow stuff was crazy because. Why would Nashville do that, especially this early on in the season? Unless you're giving them like three first round picks and two prospects, I think, yeah. But uh, trading a starting goalie who's really good is not that simple, I think. You know, that's kind of like trading a quarterback, I, I feel like. And like, you're not really trading your starter just just because, you know? Yeah, he's yeah. really good, isn't he? Still? Soros? Oh yeah, I'd, I'd like, like five, you know, right? playing on Nashville is not easy, but I'd I'd still say he's one of the better goalies in the NHL, and you don't just trade a guy like that away. Yeah, yeah, I think they Holland tried pretty hard to sign Markstrom when he was available. He obviously signed Campbell. I think not a lot of people. Correct me if I'm wrong. Not a lot of people criticized the Campbell thing when it happened. The first time I really heard something negative about Campbell was when Rig came on the show. That was really the first time I heard somebody Rick was on to it, man. Holy yeah, lay out a case that this could not work out. And I remember being a little afraid after that, not to, you know, give Rig any props. He does he doesn't need enough of that. He does enough of that in his own head. But um I uh I remember hearing that and thinking, oh, okay, this might not work out. But I you know, I, I tend to agree with you on that, yeah, it is a little bit inexcusable. He doesn't have a goalie, but at the same time, I could tell you. They had a Calder Trophy finalist last year with a nine fourteen, and he just didn't start this season that well. Like, yeah. I do think that they they have made strides in that position, but it just hasn't shown this year, which is obviously it's also very the huge. defense is really bad. I think like 
a lot of the goals just come on once again bad pinches i mean the amount of times phil's texted me oh my god what is bouchard doing and a lot of the goals breakaways three on ones two on ones guys just missing their coverage and it's like oh let's blame the goalies because that's the easiest thing to do that's what i don't like in hockey is in hockey it's always either the coach's fault or the goalie's fault it's never the yeah. defense's fault and it's never the forward's fault because there's so many freaking videos out there of dry just deciding i'm not gonna back check and whatever there goes my guy i'm just gonna kind of skate around here in my defensive zone and not pick up anybody. And I know Phil's mentioned to me that McDavid also, you know, doesn't really like to back check a lot or pick up his own, like, you know what I mean? And if it's, that's, that's the brunt of your team is those, you know, five players that are out there on the ice, not the, not the coach and the goalie. I know they have a lot, you know, they influence the team a lot, but it's, and it's not just the Oilers. It's with the flames too. Oh, the goalie. Oh, it's the coach. But no, the forwards and the defense, it's never their fault, which is which is something that I don't like. And the thing is, you, and this ties back to the first thing I was saying, if McDavid and Drysdale are in a slump and they're not scoring, they need to lead the way with effort and with like body language instead of moping around for yeah, two yeah. straight weeks. There's yeah. different things that everybody can do that would make things better. And I think, you know, not to go too inside hockey, but I think what kept happening in these odd man rushes is it's like, we're an offensive team. We're not scoring. We need to be scoring more. The defensemen feel pressure to get up in the play, to try to produce, to help the forwards. And then that just leaves them vulnerable coming the other way. Like they're, they're just opening up way too much. I think that things will tend to even out because, you know, it just, it just will. The team's too talented not to, but I, I just don't like the stra- the direction they're going is my, is my largest point. I, I think they're headed up the wrong direction. If people, you know, that they, they could easily win, you know, they'll make the playoffs probably, and they could easily win six games in a row here and whatever, and nobody will talk about it, but I, something has changed. And then there's a story that is not being told about what is happening here where there's details that are missing and, and things are, are messed. They're going the wrong way. And yeah. th- don't get me started on Paul Coffey. I don't want to go any longer. So, and sorry. And last <laughs> thing, I completely agree with you about them loping around too. something, at least I've noticed. I think McDavid's pretty good about it, like with his post game interviews and stuff. But okay, like the first time Dry Seidel did it, it was funny. Second time, third time he did it, okay. But like him, like being like super sassy on every single post game interview, like it's like, okay, like just answer the question and like and that's another thing i think that what you were talking about is like lead the way don't let your emotion always just like get like get in and like i'm sure like no one's like super happy about the way like you know he's answering questions like just be just relax like just be a leader like answer the question in a normal way like don't have to be sassy after every comment like i know it was like raw like the first time he like ripped uh whoever that was backer yeah, everyone was like, "Oh my god, Leon is so sick." But like he do- he's been doing it for 3 weeks. It's like, dude, like be a leader out there and just like cuz I think McDavid's pretty good about it. He's, you know, he's not like super happy, but he'll still just give you an honest question or he'll, you know, fade the question the other way or just not really give you too much intel, but Leon like lets you know how frustrated he is and everything and it's like, I don't think that helps your guys when like you're showing how mad you are and everything like just, I don't know. Well, That's something I think I've noticed. I disagree. I think McDavid has worse language than he does. But I, I will say, it. how do you think Jeff Buckner's friend Dylan Holloway feels when he's trying to, you know, carve out a path for himself in the NHL? He doesn't know, you know, 
his his knee from his elbow in the NHL. And he's looking, you know, they're down 3-1. They're in a hole. He's like, oh, man. And I'm, you know, speculating, of course. But he, he's looking around like, who do I look to here? Let me check out McDavid and Drysdale, two of the three best players in the league. And they're moping around and they're not coming back. Like, that would make you feel panicked. It's like these guys don't know what's going on and what's going wrong, and they're not like leading by example. Like for everybody on the team, that would apply to everybody. That's the temperature check of how the team is doing. Is how the and that's the case in every sport. Like, how do you think the Seahawks would have felt on Sunday if after they fell down six nothing, you know, Gino and DK are slumped shoulders, heading back to the sideline, kicking around yeah, in the dirt? I agree. Like, yeah. like you need to have better body language than that. And you know, this ties into the Patriots and and bill too because bill is such a miserable sob all the time that he's sitting there on the sideline and i bet it's just awful to be around like does it look like fun to play for the patriots right now i bet jack jones is thrilled that he's going to the raiders alex's former you know flame heading heading up a new patriots west but it's just this body language stuff is really not to you know overanalyze but it to me it's just maddening well i'm excited we get to see the Oilers show today yeah tonight so it's going to be a good time. I'm actually, Owen, I don't know if you knew this, but I'm staying with Victor tomorrow and, uh, or tonight. And, uh, he said he was just going to open your house and let me use your room. So I was, yeah, I, you, you can do that. I can play the code. Okay. Offline. Good. Well, I was planning on leaving some chocolates on your pillow, like a hotel. It was going to be pretty oh, fun. That would be great. You don't have to, but you can absolutely sleep in my bed. Good. Maybe go you cookie mode to... and leave you some smarties too. Uh, any type of candy. Fantastic. But yeah, yeah, we get to check that show out. Um, anyway, I don't have much else. Adam, do you want to give a review on Seattle? Uh, I was sick. I think I gave it a nine out of ten. Uh, I would live there. Would live there. I wanted to ask you if you have any comments on the Thunder Spurs game right now. One fourteen seventy six. Why are the Spurs so bad? Well, we don't like, have Kelvin Johnson that tonight. bad. We don't have Kelvin oh. Johnson tonight. Oh wow! Trey Jones is out too. Oh no! I mean, you told me that this guy went be a, eight uh, points, man. What's going on? Four yeah, for fifteen. Eight. It looks like Chet's locking him up. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Chet's got nine points, so but still, <laughs> but he's, Chet? he's probably focused on Cheddar. defense. Defensive player. No, the Spurs are bad. I'm in a bad spot, but uh, but you know, next year and the year after they'll be good. So it doesn't really affect me. But yeah. I did I did tell Adam that. Tonight was the night Chet got stuffed in the basket. And and Wemby has eight points, so that's not great. That's not a great look for me. I understand that because they're down by 30 in the fourth. But you, you know. you'd think Phil would learn from his mistakes with the, you know, every time, every year the, the Oilers season starts, he says, I'm ready for, a, for another championship banner and I'm ready for a parade this year. And then he was saying, I'm ready for Wemby's, you know, three championships and... Well, those are like, coming. Those are still coming. I'm not going to change. Well, you mine. said he's. Yeah, I mean, you. What? I think you said I wouldn't be surprised if he's MVP in like two years or something. Like, oh, hold on, hold on. This has been enough of a Phil show. I don't need to go in anymore. It was a raw Phil show, though. So. I do love the Phil show. The Phil show was pretty good. I don't. I like to spread the wealth. I like the Owen show a little more. I like the Alex show. I do love the Adam show. That's my number. The one Adam show. show is our number one ranked show. Actually, that's it a is. classic show. It, yeah, that's our that's classic. our like blockbuster show. Yeah, it's one know. of those ones that's so bingeable. You can like go back and yeah. rewatch every episode, and yeah. just, oh, it's, so it's like Futurama, dude. It's just it's it's so every good, episode dude. still holds up years later. Yeah. And it's we're and selling it's, it to so 
so many networks too it's great <laughs> and it's light watching man you can throw that on any time of the day and get a laugh yeah. out of it the the yeah. owen show is a little more serious dude you need like to sit down and like analyze it you know what i'm saying yeah. it's, it's prestige yeah. tv adam's right. adam show is light watch and that's great <laughs> No comment, I guess, from from the showrunner himself. Be a comment from me there. <laughs> Adam's mysterious, dude. He's a mysterious director. He doesn't that's like to give away show is so of the trade. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's all about intrigue. He we lost Phil. <laughs> he, dude. He. Where'd Phil go? Oh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. And ten. 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 Heat, Phil. Heat, Phil. Heat, dude. Heat. This is so heat. My internet is performing at the lowest capability possible right now. It's doing a Spurs-esque performance against the Thunder. So eat. All right. All right. Be back Monday. Talk to you guys then.